Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Mm, Hey there, me again. So in this episode, I'm speaking with Navi Bliss of NaviBlissCoaching.com. And this episode is kind of in three parts. The first part, it's about her divorce story and the tragic ending, not tragic, but like devastating ending of her marriage. And then the second part kind of talks about how our relationships with our parents or our upbringing kind of shape how we love or look for love. And then the last part, we get into some good old fashioned dating advice because she's a relationship coach and she has some good things to share. So hope you enjoy. Today I am here with Navi Bliss. She is a certified love and relationship coach. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to be here. It's nice to connect with you. Yes, yes, yes. And for full disclosure, everyone listening, she and I are swapping podcast episodes. So I was on hers and she's on mine. If you want to find uh, her show, you can see it in the show notes. Um, But we're here doing the thanks divorce podcast this time and i'd love to get in like dig into some great information about love and relationships and all the things that she's certified to do (laughs) so uh before we get started i'm going to ask you for your divorce profile just to get a snapshot of like where you're coming from in your divorce journey uh how long ago you were married or divorced and all that jazz so could you give us a snapshot yeah absolutely so um I wasn't married for a long time, but I was in the relationship for a long time. So um, we were together since we were 17 and um, we got married at 23 and we got divorced at 25. Um, And um, we got divorced because um, obviously it was a relationship that wasn't working, but the catalyst um, to that was he had a child with somebody else while we were still married. Um, So that was sort of the nail in the coffin for me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That'll do it. But it was, uh, you know, it it was also a chance for me to realize that it it forced me to realize the reality that it was a relationship that wasn't working out, right? Because things like that don't happen in a beautiful, loving relationship that is working out, that's in alignment. So, right. um, so yeah, so that's, that's a little bit um, about my uh, divorce. And because I was so young, I obviously didn't have really a lot of relationship experience um, right. outside of that um, relationship. So I didn't have a lot of context as to what love is supposed to feel like. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a that's a very important thing to point out. Um, you know, being together so young, and then you know, at, when you're at that age, you're as big as you've ever been. So you feel like you're making the most bet, like the most mature and best decision for your life. So like naturally, quote unquote naturally, you get married, right? Um, and then being able to say in hindsight. I didn't even know what love was supposed to be or look like or even feel like. Um, that's a great thing to really point out because um, we, we, we don't know. We don't know until we, we find out, you know, <laughs> or at least take some space to discover what that even is. Um, so you've been divorced for how long now? I'm 39 now, so um, 
for quite a while. Yeah, quite a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, first marriage, you know, some people say, like, it's a starter one. Like, it's a throwaway. It's a, we don't know. <laughs> but um, I'm glad you got out. Um, that was a, a hell of a catalyst to to leave and, you know, to get to get out of that relationship. Um, so, so you've moved on. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that healing was like? Because that's a huge blow to, you know, crush the dream of marriage, one, and two, be b- betrayed um, by the person you're in love with. Um, can you talk about how we got out of that emotionally? Yeah, it was awful, and um, it was a shock. It was a complete and utter shock to me mm-hmm. um, because... I had no idea that he was cheating. Um, so he was in the military. Um, so um, he was in the Navy, and so there were periods of time that he was he was gone. And um, but I did not assume that during those periods of time that there was um, an affair that was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a complete and utter shock to me because I thought we were happy and I thought that we had a good relationship. And so I was devastated. I was just knocked off my feet. It's also the way that I found out was, it was awful. Um, so we, um, we were, we'd gone shopping. Um, we'd gone uh, that day because um, we were supposed to go to a friend's housewarming party. Um, that evening and um so you know because I got married so young and I just didn't have this awareness like we had every every account everything of ours was joint there was no there was no separation Mm -hmm. and um so I didn't bring my I didn't bring my purse with me because it just it really didn't matter Mm -hmm. and then when we were in the mall like he'd gone somewhere and then and then that we're gonna go into the store to get the housewarming gift he said that he really didn't want to because he just he wasn't interested in going in that store and he was going to bring the car around. Mm. And so I said, okay. And then I didn't really think about it. And then I realized when I got into the store that I didn't have my wallet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I needed to go and find him. And um, so I walked around the store for a little while and then I went outside and um, he wasn't there. And I waited for a while, then I walked around the parking lot, and we lived in Victoria, BC at the time, to, to give people some context, it's, it's a smaller, smaller place, so the mall wasn't very big, and so I was able to walk around the parking lot, and um, I couldn't find him, and and then I waited out front again, and I went back in the store, and um, you know, this went on for like over an hour and then I just realized like it just it hit me that he had left me there mm. and I was so embarrassed that I just walked home and so I lived about uh, the mall was about 10 kilometers from our house at the time and I just walked home um, mm. and um, luckily we had two big dogs so we didn't used to lock the back door so I was able to like um to climb over the fence and get into the house through the back door Mm -hmm. um and just as a disbelief the whole time that this this had happened and I was like crying and I was um just mortified and so obviously I I came back home and I and I called him and left some really unpleasant um voicemails Mm -hmm. for him um and um then he finally um, called 
called me back um, like several hours later and said that he was uh, that he was like coming home to get his things um, <clears throat> because he was leaving me oh. because of the crazy messages that I'd left and he'd been waiting at the mall the whole time what? and I thought that I was losing it like I thought I was losing my mind yeah. um, and then I called my best friend and she's like that's crazy this is there's something not right here mm-hmm. and um, he happened to be best friends with her husband um, at the time so uh she like so I hung up the phone with her and then she called me back like a short time later and um he had called like her husband and basically like told him that he had had an affair and then the person that who he'd had an affair with um was like pregnant was actually having the baby that day and that's why he'd left me at the mall oh my gosh so in that time he'd come home and he'd taken his things and he'd yelled at me and like basically you know called me like you know said that I was so crazy for the messages I left and that I should have like um uh that he'd been trying to call my cell phone which was in the car actually with him and Mm. then um and that like you know I should have gone into the store if I didn't have my cell phone and like he'd been trying to like call me and 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 all of this and um so then she finally called me back and basically told me that you know, he left me there because that that other woman was having the baby, and so um, it was like the gaslighting. It was like yes. all like all of it because I I there was like a you know that day for like half the day I literally thought I was losing my mind, wow. and I was like, oh my god! I was like, because when I called my best friend, I was like, like you know, like this is what happened. Like, I, I don't even understand what happened. Do people actually like split up over this? And mm. then it was just like, right, right away. She was like this, no, there's something, <laughs> 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 there's something fishy going on here. Yeah. And so, yeah. So she was able to find out, um, from her, um, from her husband. And so, uh, it was, it was quite the shock for me. Yeah. So it was, it was just an overwhelming amount of shock for me to find this out. And so I was, I was devastated. I was just, I was in bed. I was like on my, like, I was just, I was a total mess for a long period of time. And how I made it through the initial shock part is I let the people around me show up and take care of me because I needed that and um you know I'm someone that's always had a problem receiving love um allowing people to show up and take care of me but I was in such a bad place that I just had to allow it Mm. so I I did and because of that that was in itself was a was a big learning experience to learn that people can support me, that they do want to support me, that they do care about me, and it's okay for me to receive that support. And then through that um, whole experience, um, you know, it wasn't all smooth sailing because, um, you know, yes, I allowed people to show up and take care of me, but I also then went sort of on a self-destructive path myself for a period of time. at least when it came to relationships. So on the one hand, um, 
I was in school at the time and I really like focused and applied myself with school because I knew that I had to like do well because um, you know I had to make it on my own but when it came to relationships because I hadn't had very much relationship experience at that point in my life Mm -hmm. I went down a path of you know just going and like dating like crazy and like not great not great experiences not great people but just you know but I needed that contrast in my life and then I got to a point where I was like okay this (laughs) this isn't working I need I need therapy so I went to therapy myself for a period of time and then I got to a certain place with therapy and then I realized that like therapy had been beneficial to me but it was really past focused and I really wanted to be forward focused and then I and then I sought out um uh coaching I didn't even know that I was looking for coaching I just was looking for help Mm -hmm. and I found um a relationship coach and um sort of started my path to like moving forward to like actual healthy relationships in my life Mm -hmm. Mm. wow so yeah that that was that was a lot there's a lot happened um in the the reveal of the ending of the relationship good gracious um i i was i don't know how i thought that story was going to end but the the fact that he disappeared the day of the birth and didn't have any inkling to say a word the whole nine to almost 10 months of a pregnancy um nothing just nothing so um that i'm sorry that that even happened and it involved your friends now like now you're embarrassed like it's a whole people are involved but i do uh, i do appreciate the the part where you talked about like letting people in and letting them help you and support you and all of that because that's even a huge hurdle because you're you're dealing with so much like by yourself to allow people to help and give whatever they want to give like any version of love and support for you when you're going through a very very tough time and depending on how you know you were raised or how you are just just nature nurture you know it, it may be very difficult to to take in that that type of love um what i also heard was the difference between like past focus and forward focus i've never heard that before and um you know they're they're important for different reasons um but you know you understanding that oh okay i i got it <laughs> i know I got the past stuff. We're, we're, we're sorted, and now let's like move forward. Like let's let's just move this thing forward. Um, so I appreciate that. That just like knowing that hmm, I'm just gonna go over here now. <laughs> um, that's great. So you and you had like I think we all have a version of like a destructive, self-destructive thing or or stage or phase where it's just not it's not pretty, um, and we know and it's hard and it's it's like you're in your own cage causing your own harm, um, until you have enough, until you're, you're done. Um, yeah. And I think it's like, you know, our way of like acting out trauma sometimes is like, because like, I felt so violated by like what happened. Right. Because in so many different ways, like, I don't mean just like emotionally or like the betrayal, but I mean, even like the physical aspect of it. Right. Because like, I hadn't been with other people physically, right? Mm. And I wasn't using protection because that was my husband. Mm-hmm. And I had to go get tested now yeah. for 
all kinds of things and that was like a whole other thing that was like super traumatizing for me mm-hmm. so I went through actually like a very promiscuous phase kind of like as my way of like rebelling against that myself mm-hmm. but that wasn't in my own self-love or self-interest to do that yeah yeah I totally get that I can totally get how that was a one-for-one correlation <laughs> like um just gonna go I'm just gonna do some things because like fuck everything right now like <laughs> Excuse my language. I'm, I'll just label this as explicit now. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Um, and I'm glad that you came out of it. You know, um, I do want to want to delve a little bit, as much as you're comfortable with, um, of with delve into how you like how you were raised. Because in your bio, you mentioned like you had an abusive mother. Um, was it physically and emotionally? Um, and how that impacted your decision making with your relationship with the person you married or even after or or how that manifested um, for you Uh, like I said as much as you're comfortable with sharing uh, because I think it's important to kind of make that connection yeah absolutely so um, I grew up with a mother that was physically and emotionally abusive towards me um and so just from my earliest memories that I have of her just telling me that I wasn't that I wasn't enough that I wasn't attractive enough that I wasn't smart enough that I wasn't good enough and in every in every single way and um just growing up and hearing that and believing that and like just having like you know such like body dysmorphia like you know Mm. I I grew up thinking that I was like obese when like in high school I wore a size six and Mm. that but I thought I was obese like and so um because those were words of hers that I um that I internalized and Mm um just not really having a concept like even to this point like um if if I see pictures of myself when I'm younger, it's really hard for me to believe that that's me, that I actually look like that because I didn't feel like that in mm. my own body um, mm. growing up because of the, the things that I was hearing and that I was internalizing. Wow, wow. And so I just grew up with this feeling that I was unworthy of being loved and she would just tell me like no one's gonna love you no one's gonna accept you and Mm -hmm. these are things that I heard and then you know when I met my ex-husband he loved me and he accepted me and um and I didn't even like I didn't even like question that I didn't question whether we wanted the same things in life I didn't question like alignment I didn't question Mm -hmm. like anything it was just like oh my goodness, there's someone here that loves me yeah. and I have to jump on that because like no one else is going to love me. Mm-hmm. This is like a miracle in itself. Wow. And, um, you know, as many bad things as like that happened in that relationship, like I'm also grateful like for him because he's still also the first person that started to like show me that I was worthy of love because mm-hmm. he did love me. Like even though we were not a great match <laughs> there's just like a lot of like a lot of a lot of things like yeah. um but but he did and that was like the, you know that was like a catalyst to me starting to believe that that people can love me that I am mm-hmm. lovable and then and 
that I am worthy um, of acceptance. That that was like the starting point of it. But you know, that's sort of what led me to that, um, to that place of just anybody here, anybody here that's willing to love me, that's willing to show up, they, they must be great because there yeah. isn't ever going to be anyone else. Yeah. I don't have a choice. There's no discernment here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. So he, he represented a contrast from what you were, from what you grew up in. And mind you, you met him at 17, so you're still living at home, right? Are you still living at home? Yeah. yeah. And so he's a direct contrast from everything she's saying, and he represents possibility and um an actual love that you thought was impossible like literally impossible yeah um which which is a beautiful thing to even you know experience and have and all of that so yeah i just wanted to kind of highlight that part i mean the stark contrast yes but also like how you were raised and how that informed how you like looked for love or found love or felt love and that is true for like most people right because like there's like a combination of things that can happen right so like either it's like you're willing to settle for anyone that's willing to like if you grow up in a place in a situation that's abusive then you're gonna settle for whatever love is like coming your way because Mm -hmm. you're so starved you're so starved for love that anything you're gonna like settle for or you're going to put yourself in situations where people also punish you and mm-hmm. um, make you feel small. And I and I did that after my marriage mm-hmm. because I ended up in abusive relationships. So my marriage was a mess, but he wasn't abusive to me, right? Yeah. And so the like the only gaslighting that actually happened was right at the end. Yeah. But so you you can run towards people that are also abusive to you because that feels comfortable. It mm-hmm. feels comfortable. It feels quote safe because mm-hmm. okay what our how our brains are wired is we are looking our brains are wired for survival mm-hmm. so let's go back to like caveman days and um you know you went down this path and there were like two small bears and you were able to fight off the bears like on your on that path and so it's dangerous, but you know you can survive. And then mm-hmm. there's another path over here. So there might be no bears, or there might be like three huge bears that you could not fight off. Mm-hmm. So your brain is like, let's go down this path because we know we can survive this way. Mm-hmm. And so that actually comes with like patterns of abuse and things like that. So you will pull that, like you will run towards that person that's treating you that same way because you're like, hey, I know how to survive this. So I can survive this. And yeah. so you can go down that that route. And then I guess the third thing that happens is we also have this desire to recreate the relationship that we have with our parents. So this is like another, another thing that I experienced in my life as well, where, um, so my dad was not abusive, but he was always working in a way and not emotionally present for me because he just didn't want it. Like he didn't want to deal with, my mom, um, because like they had a very toxic relationship as well. So Mm -hmm. he just like pulled himself out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And so I also then was like, um, like sought men that were emotionally unavailable also Mm -hmm. because I wanted to like recreate that relationship with my dad, but like have a, put a happy ending on it, put a, put a bow on it. And that's also something that we go after. So those are three, three experiences that our childhood will lead us to. 
Ooh, ooh, that is so real. Um, just looking at looking at my relationships in the past or even my marriage, um, it's I can see that being a, a hundred percent a thing. Um, and I like the the part where you talked about like try to put a bow on it. Like it can be different. Like yes, I'm. It's the same. It's a similar familiar kind of love situation, but I I have what it takes to like make it be different or make it turn out differently. And that's probably not the case. <laughs> um, when you're when you're going into those patterns and recreating a love that may not have been best for you, um, that that's is that something that you learned in your in therapy, your own coaching, or like the 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 um, the training for the coaching that you provide, and probably layers of it all the way through, you mm-hmm. know, because there's like this understanding of it, and that's where it's like when people are like in really really deep trauma like I really do believe in therapy right but you sort of get to a certain point and it's like you know I remember like sitting in um you know my um my therapist's office and her being like it's okay for you to like be mad at your mom and it's like okay I know that now Mm -hmm. and I can acknowledge that and I can sit with that but I'm like done too right like Mm -hmm. I'm done like I'm I want to move on from that and I want to move forward right Mm -hmm. and sort of the difference too is like the relationship between therapist um, and patient and coach and client is different because um, what I also needed because like in therapy the therapist isn't going to share their personal experiences and then correlate them to yours and like and but like I, I find that in moving forward like really to move forward that like that's that's what I needed and that's that's what my clients need too right is mm-hmm. like they want to know like that I've walked this path so that they can like it, it becomes like a way for them to know that it's possible for them too right mm-hmm. and that's the difference between a relationship between a coach and a client and a therapist and a patient <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I don't think I don't I don't think I've had formal coaching like an actual coach uh, but I can see that being like more conversational rather than like I'm talking to you and painting this like telling you all the things that have happened or that's going on and you like I get 90% and you your therapist give me like 10 <laughs> suggestions and like <laughs> maybe 70 30 sometimes but uh, like the coaching being like a back and forth with someone who is just like five steps ahead of you in, in the journey at least and then can can look back and be like yeah I've been there and yada 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 here's what I picked up in my training as well to help you through this yeah yeah absolutely and I think that that's like you know that that's the piece that like people like that I, that I needed and so mm-hmm. um and I think that a lot of people really really need is to know like you know, because it's like, I don't know, like, like, I feel like therapy at a certain point comes to like, you're sitting there and the person's writing notes and it's like, are you judging me? Like, are you, are we connect? Like, I have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> I get that. So, so how did, how did, how did you get into coaching? Like, was it based on your experience with divorce? Like, cause you're focusing specifically on relationships and you've gone through, what you've gone through up and down left and right um but what got you into coaching specifically yeah so um so the path that led me there is the like I had a relationship that I was in it was an abusive relationship and like that ended like I finally was able to walk away from that and 
I just had this moment when I was like, never again, like never again am I going to be in a situation like this. Like I am just, I'm done. I'm not available for it and I need help. So I saw it. I was like looking, (laughs) I was like on the internet, I was looking and I found a coach and I worked like, and I, and I signed up and we did private coaching and then I did group coaching. And then when I was in the group coaching program, I realized that everyone in that program also wanted to hear my advice. They wanted to hear the things. And I realized that I had, I had a knack for this. I had a vision for this. And I actually had my whole life because when I started to reflect, Mm -hmm. even though my own relationships may have been a disaster, I also just had this ability to have clarity for other people. Mm -hmm. And so everyone always had come to me for like relationship advice, right? This, you know, seems like a bit counterintuitive when like (laughs) your own life is like a disaster, but it's just, I always had that clarity and I just realized that it was like a gift that I had and that I had these doubts within myself. Um, Can I do this? Can I do this? Because at that point I was single. Mm -hmm. So, you know, will somebody come and work with a relationship coach that is single and um you know those were really like there I mean there's so many levels to like coaching and you know it's not just like like I mean I I was discounting all of the things that I had like all of the experiences that I had been through and everything that I'd learned and like the whole self-love component of it and how I'd like risen up and how I'd chosen myself in so many ways Mm. but um what happened is like an opportunity arose and um the coach that I was working with decided she wanted to expand her business and so she started a training program for associates and I was like okay I'm just going to jump on this because like I don't think I can do it on my own because no one's going to work with me but if I if I'm working if I get trained by her and I work with her then I can use her credibility and so I mean that was like a great great experience and like the first like part of like my certification so I always keep learning new new things and I always like always 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 there's always something like a course or something that I'm registered into at all times because I believe just you know if we're not expanding then we're um and we're not growing then then we're dying basically and um so I started there and um and then it got to a point where I just like um after working with her where there was a falling out because we were just not on the same page and it's just funny how patterns repeat themselves but it's like but this is the time that I knew that I was different because um it was she was like treating me in a way that wasn't fair and it was um and I had to make that choice where, because, um, so she'd, she'd had some things that had come up and I'd taken over some programs for her mm-hmm. and it wasn't just me, but it was the other coaches too. And, um, and then she was supposed to pay us for that, but then she did not And so basically oh. like the conversation that I had to set up with her was, you know, if you don't want me to do this anymore, then that's totally fine. And I won't do it. But if you do, then you really have to pay me for it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it's the first time that I was like, you know, like standing in my worth and be like, yes, like I, like I deserve to be paid for this. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just turned into like her because she, while she wanted to expand her business, she really did not And, um, and basically like her her telling me like you know like 
well, you're not grateful for the opportunity that I've given you and all of these oh. things and you should just be grateful. And, and then, um, and then just me realizing like, I'm not going to stand for this. Like, even though like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I still don't believe in myself, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to stand for this. Cause I know that I don't deserve this. So yeah. it's like a full circle moment. And I just said, so she's like, what's the path forward where she expected me to like, just apologize and mm-hmm. like, you know, um, sort of like, like bow down to her and I, and I knew that that wasn't going to happen and so I just said like I you know I think we need to go our separate ways mm-hmm. and she was so shocked that I was able to stand there in my power at that time and um but I'm like it was a moment that I'm so proud of and so she started to tell me like you're never going to do this on mm. your own you're never going to make it like no one's ever and it was like this oh, you know it was like a gosh. different iteration of the same things that my mom had said to me and I was like wow this oh. is really and I was like and I was like you know I'm like it's fine you can think whatever you think but this is the decision that I've made and mm-hmm. then I walked away and um, you know, and then I realized, like, because the, all of the other coaches that worked with her, she treated us all the same. Like, they didn't have the courage at that moment. But mm-hmm. them watching me gave them the courage because within a few months, they all left as well. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was just a moment when I realized, okay, I actually had changed. Then I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this on my own, but I'm just going to do it. And, you know, within two weeks, I had my website set up. I had everything. Mm-hmm. going and I was you know I was like I had launched my own business within two weeks and it was I mean part of it was a catalyst of her just telling me that I couldn't do it but that it that forced me to jump over my own fear of like can I do this like mm-hmm. am I like it was like it forced me to jump past it and be like no I've invested too much invested too much money I've invested too much time in this like it's like Mm-hmm. I can do and the fear is like I'm gonna silence this fear yeah. and just go into action and that's and that's what I did and that's sort of what led me onto the path of like um of coaching and yeah and then along the way I found other mentors that were like far more aligned with me and um but yeah it was another pattern that came up and I it was I, I feel like it was almost like a little like like test from the universe like yes. are, like have you really changed? Like, it, are things really different? And, yes. and they were, and that's how I knew. Oh my gosh. That is like a one for one. It felt, when you were saying it, it felt like a video game when you go to like the end of the, you, 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 you have to beat like the biggest one at the end of the game. <laughs> but, the, but there was like foreshadowing about him at the beginning. Like that is phenomenal that you were able to like stand in your power and be like, no, sorry, it's not gonna go the way you thought. Um, and how they, how she try to minimize you and like make you like you'll never work in this town. Like who, for real? <laughs> like that doesn't. It just feels like something from a movie. But unfortunately, you know, our imitating life. Um, that that actually happened. Um, I'm so glad. I feel like I feel like clapping while you were talking. <laughs> like I'm so happy that you were able to like overcome that with that person who is in a role of mentorship like a mother like it's very much like you're in this position of power and you're abusing it look at that and and now and now you flip the script you're like no i actually have power too um so kudos to you i didn't even know that part of the story um good this is great okay so um relationship coach i i've come across a few in my in my you know podcasting days though there are a few <laughs> but um can you 
tell me how you are okay i'm not trying to be like crude but like or like rude how are you different from you know the the one that's you know based in chicago or the one that like any how are you different from other coaches um in your technique or in your practice or your methods is what's unique about your approach in case anyone's looking for a, co- a coach <laughs> so i really have a heart-centered approach and it's not like a rules-based approach it's like really really like authentic because my goal is to help people not to just um you know find their dream relationship but to feel good in their own skin every single day because when you feel good in your own skin that's actually going to bring the best relationship and not just romantic relationships but friendships and just like every relationship in your life right because those are mirrors Mm -hmm. and and it's not about outsourcing your worth or your validation like it, it has to come from within so that you can have you can be met at the highest level so it's really like an inner work based approach where you know I help people to fall in love with themselves completely right and then through that they can effortlessly attract the love that's meant for them so I don't guarantee you that you're going to get married or get that Mm -hmm. engagement within 90 days and I don't actually believe in that either because (laughs) it takes time to get to know somebody um but I like you know I do promise everyone that works with me that they are going to like feel their best and call in the best relationship for them in the divine timing that it is meant for them and that they get to enjoy that entire process it's not like a goal like it's not Mm. like a rush down the aisle like how fast can I get that ring because that (laughs) ring means like my happiness or that wedding means my happiness it means like I get to like enjoy every minute. So I get to enjoy every day and have like so much fun and enjoy that whole process. And then I get to enjoy like the process of like, you know, when um, someone asked me to be exclusive with them, I get to enjoy like every minute of that whole thing and like Mm. soak it up because it's really about falling in love with yourself and falling in love with your life and showing up with authenticity. So it's not, I'm not about like, like strategy and and this and Mm. just like fixes like that that's not what I'm about because otherwise your game your life becomes this game of manipulation and that's exhausting it's Mm. an exhausting way to live and when you embrace authenticity you don't have to worry about that there's any quote strategy that I talk about it's actually more in like learning how to communicate and Mm. that you know that is like until you until that actually becomes ingrained in you Mm -hmm things like that feel like strategy but they're not because they're just new skills that you're learning (laughs) yeah and skills that you need in life in general like no matter where you go um i i I like the sound of all of this it sounds very um like savor the flavor type of thing like really get into yourself and like get into these moments and really have have a good time presently in every single moment um and that's a skill to 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 get someone to that point uh, because coming out of a divorce you may feel lost and confused and like all the things so you're like grasping for like something to sink your like get into or feel grounded in and sometimes people think that that next thing should be a relationship but uh spoiler alert it's really yourself 
Like that's <laughs> that's really like yeah, and how you get the type of relationship, right, where you don't have to play games and where you don't have to do all of these things mm-hmm. is like when you are in so in love with yourself and your life and like that person is just the icing on the cake, mm-hmm. right? When you you, you like then you embody this energy where it's like, it's not about playing games. It's not about playing hard to get. It's not about any of that stuff. Cause it's just like, but it's like you embody this energy of like, I'm here for like to live the best version of my life. And if you're not contributing to that, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to walk away. So that person realizes that you're easy to lose. And that's what inspires them to step up. It's not a game. It's just an authentic embodiment of that energy, right? Because it's like, if you were like that doormat that's like lying there, like begging, holding on to like, Mm -hmm. if you picture that begging, holding on to someone's ankles, like don't leave me, Mm -hmm. you're not going to inspire that great love. Mm -hmm. You know, like the women that get that great, love they get it because like they're in that highest embodiment of themselves and mm-hmm. that man next to them or that person next to them is like I need to step up my game mm-hmm. to be next to her or you know um or she's just gonna walk away mm-hmm. so can you from a from a personal experience perspective as well as like you're a coach um can you talk about what it what it was like when you are dating outside like end of marriage you're you're dating and um whether it's like kissing a few frogs or um when you are really self-possessed and you're like having a good time while dating like how do you get from divorce that was horrible eh, to um i'm dating and having a good time now (laughs) like this is this is now fun so, okay, I'll, I'll tell you one mistake that I think people make, right? And it's, like, as much as I believe that you have to work on yourself and, like, self-love, this is, like, ongoing. Like, for the rest of your life, you're going to keep working on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, like, there's always some sort of course or something that I'm um, that I'm involved in. You know, I read at least one to two books a week, right? Like, these are things that I do for my growth, like, to, to keep on this, like, journey for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there is this idea that it's like I have to be like all put together and I have to be in a like you know I have Mm -hmm. to figure this all out and then I can date right Mm -hmm. but if that puts you in this cycle of like you're broken you're not broken yes you're not broken no one's broken Mm -hmm. you know like um you're not like lost you're not like a pair of keys that's lost you have to go find yourself (laughs) like you're you're a work in progress and you can be a work in progress and you can like go out to date now if you just like if you're so crushed like you're so like in grief and you don't want to date that's one thing right Mm -hmm. but like there is like that the grief time it's different for everyone but that doesn't last so long but a lot of people get into this like now i need to work on myself and i need to rebuild but then it's like it's it's buying into the same idea that you're not good enough right yeah so, and then it, but it also puts people in a place where it's like, okay, like, so now I was in this grief for like a year and then I spent two years working on myself and now I'm ready. So now because I'm ready, I'm going to go out and I'm going to meet Mr. Right. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if you're like, okay, I'm over my grief and now I'm just open to meet new people. 
and so they're working on me and I can be open to the fact that I'm working on me and I can just each because a date is not an interview it's not a place where you're going to sell yourself because like these are mistakes that people make it's like either that person needs to sell themselves so I'm interviewing them mm-hmm. or I'm there and it's like I have this degree I did this and I do this and you know you're like you're you're selling yourself mm-hmm. no you're not you're not like you're, you don't need to sell yourself you just need to be and show up and the people who are going to see you are and who are meant to see you are going to see you and there's some people that are not going to see you mm-hmm. that is okay yeah. and it's just like you're going and you're showing up for the experience and so I think that like that is an important part that like that really helps is for people to know like don't wait until like you're trying to like just just show up and just start dating and then think of each date as an experience and you don't have to be ready for a relationship yet right mm-hmm. like it's okay it's it, you just have to be honest you show up and be like i don't know what i want right now mm-hmm. i'm just looking to meet people and you know if you happen to meet the right person on that way when you still don't know it's you're not going to meet the right person that's going to be in such a rush that they're going to run away from you that isn't going to happen because then by definition they're not the right person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you're just going to grow and you're going to learn and you're going to show like you know make it about the moment make it about like it doesn't there isn't a goal there doesn't have to be a romantic connection there doesn't have to be like you can have a date like I have been on so many dates in my life and I've learned so many things from those dates right like Mm -hmm. um I remember one date that I went on and um it was um with somebody who had a transgendered parent and Mm -hmm. I just got to have like a really interesting conversation and ask questions that like I feel like make me like a more informed um person around this topic because like I don't know anyone personally that's mm-hmm. transgendered so um you know um while I'm open and have compassion for everybody like there's just things that I that I just that and so like that I didn't have a romantic connection with that person but I left like being like a more enlightened yeah. person more empathic person because of that experience right and if we start looking as at dates as that right mm-hmm. like as a chance to learn about another person as a chance to connect with somebody like then you know it's just like like how amazing is that yeah yeah it's taking the pressure off of dating like even like even calling it dating like it's wrapped up in all that maybe some expectations about who you need to be how you need to show up what the conversation is supposed to be like what the next one's supposed to be like there's so much wrapped up in the act of dating and like seeing it as just an opportunity to meet someone new and like that being the baseline of the conversation (laughs) um I think that that's a great way a great place to to start from um and also that the the little blip that she said about I don't know what I'm looking for I don't know what this is I don't like this this admitting either to yourself or out loud I don't know anything about anything I'm just here and I hope we have a good time like relieving like melting away all the pressure of how it's supposed to go for you and the person that you're with. It's just like, hey, here's some vulnerable information and let's just go from a place of like, we don't know, but let's just co-create something right here, right now. I feel like that's a, that feel, it feels better to even hear. Like hearing it, hearing you say that, it's like, oh, that's a great, I would love to hear that. Like no one has it figured out. Like nobody <laughs> in life, in dating, in anything. 
And I'll tell you what the biggest turnoff for anybody is, right? And I mean, like, and that is when you meet somebody, because I've also been on dates where this has been an experience for me, where someone has checklist and mm. they're looking for someone to fit into their box of their life. Like, it's like, I have all this and now I want a wife <laughs> and you're going to fit into the box of that woe. And it's just like, because I don't want that. Yeah. I want someone who's going to love me who is going to fall in love with me like every little facet Mm -hmm. of me not try to shove me into some box yeah yeah it's like there's a list that you have to match up with like one for one and 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 like you know i'm gonna assume that probably a lot of listeners for your podcast are like women and it's like and um you know like and that's like a especially confining for a man it's confining for like it's definitely confining for women but there's like you know as women we're taught like we're raised like society has like instilled <laughs> this in us to perform and to fit into boxes right mm-hmm. men are not so like the, 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 that's the last thing that they want is to like fit into your checklist if you can just show up and be open like mm-hmm. that is like very relieving <laughs> and, and and give me your your opinion on this but like I'm thinking there's a thin line between having a checklist and like standards or like what you what you actually want in a person that may be in the form of a list. (laughs) Um, Well, maybe the list has different things on it. So instead of like tall, dark and handsome, you're like has integrity, (laughs) Um, you know, respectful, like different types of things. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so what, I'll, what I have my clients do, and it's like, there's no nothing wrong with you wanting physical characteristics and things like that. But the thing is, like, who, you'll be surprised at who you are actually attracted to when it comes to, like, real life, right? So, like, you might think, like, okay, I need someone who's over six feet tall. I need someone who makes this much money and whatever. But then in real life, like, the interaction that you have is, like, those things like don't matter like you know maybe that person is just five eight or like you know you know what I mean it's like and it doesn't matter because of like what what they're bringing and Mm -hmm. so you don't want to get so so tied to that so what I have my clients do which is a great exercise for everyone to do Mm -hmm. make a list of all the qualities you want don't hold back right every single thing that you want okay then connect to what you really want because there's something deeper than that it's how you want to feel okay Mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's like with women they want to be with a tall man why do you want to be with a tall man Mm -hmm. because you want to be you want to feel safe you want to feel like you have a protector Mm -hmm. so if you connect to like I want to feel safe and protected. That's a feeling that you want to mm-hmm. have. And if you are aware of that, then you show up on a date. And the thing is, a man could be much shorter, but this is the man that always like walks on the side of traffic that he's going to like mm-hmm. jump in front and protect you. And a man could be like tall and abusive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uncaring and cold. And that that's not making you feel safe and protected. Mm-hmm. And so like, you're not getting to the base of what you actually want. And so whatever it is right because again like same thing with like um 
when it, when it comes to like how much money someone makes it could be that like you know like you're like i want some because and and the, what you want at the at the the feeling that you want is security and stability mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the thing is like someone could make a lot less money than that and just be extremely responsible mm-hmm. and they could give you the security and stability that you're looking for and someone could make a lot more money like than that and be completely irresponsible and you're not going to get that feeling that you want mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I hope everyone does that specifically. That's a hell of a gem. Um, and takeaway and exercise. Um, and isn't that like life though? Like you think like, I want to get this job. Like I want this thing. And it's like, you have a plan in your mind of how you think it's supposed to go. But it's, it, it, there's something underlying there that you actually want. Maybe it's the title, maybe it's the whatever, but like it's, it can be different. It can have a different configuration than going for that one job, that one career, whatever that is. So um, that, that applies to many, many things and, and, you know, making the list and then like having your, but why <laughs> and, and why, and like getting to the deeper reason, like what's underneath that, that thing that's on the surface, because you think security looks like this thing. Security can look a lot of different ways. So just expanding your definition of security and also understanding that what you want there's something underneath that, like an underlying need for you, which is, which is great, which is wonderful that you even know that. <laughs> um, uh, so I love, I love that exercise. Yeah, and then you connect to those feelings. So when you're going out on a date, right, instead of being like, like focusing on like, you know, does he look this way? Does he make this much money? Does he live in this neighborhood? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. how am I feeling? Mm. Do I, I want it, do I feel cherished and adored because that's that was one of the things that I wanted mm-hmm. do I feel spoiled do I feel you know um uh, do I feel safe do I feel protected do I feel secure like you you, you concentrate on those things and those will be the guideposts right mm-hmm. and then like the thing is like attraction will happen or it won't happen like I'm not telling someone to go for someone that they don't feel attracted to but the thing is like sometimes like an initial like like people can have an initial spark but then there's also something that can just like build and the thing is if you feel really safe around someone you might be open to like to let it build right Mm -hmm. to be like okay like I didn't feel that spark on the first day but you know I'm willing to spend more time with this person and see because like I felt comforted and warm around them yeah yeah I love that um so basically go 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 do it. Go go have at it. Have have some dates. See how it goes. Um, expect the unexpected, <laughs> or just be open. Not even expect anything, but like just be open um, to the possibilities of everything and nothing and everything in between. <laughs> um, this is wonderful, wonderful information, and um, I I mean I learned some stuff. <laughs> I I love that. I love I love a good list. Um, and introspection like that's one of my favorite I have the conversations I have with myself is like was well, that what you really want like <laughs> or what what do you really want here like what what's happening my out loud conversations by myself in my home no problems doing it in public either so <laughs> um so I I will wrap it up I is that a, you feel like we're in a good space here you you good yeah um yeah absolutely okay <laughs> great um so at the end of my episodes, I like to ask my guests to complete the sentence 
thanks divorce for yada 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 so you can take it away from here um thanks divorce for just allowing me to see the areas in my life where I was still I was still pretending where I was still faking it where I was still looking where I was still outsourcing my worth where I was not not bringing that myself and um for realizing that I do have the capacity to do that myself and that my worth comes from me mm-hmm. see I said I felt like clapping the first time I'm gonna clap this time <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is beautiful um yeah yes I I thanks divorce for you for you too um, that's that's wonderful because that whole outsourcing your worth is a conditioned thing that happens um specifically with women and um you know the, the you know the universe had to shake some things up for you to really like see and feel and embody those things so um i'm thankful for that for you as well um so i will say thank you so much for coming on this podcast thank you for taking the time and sharing uh your wisdom and your story um there was a lot in there and i'm glad that you're on the other side of it and thriving um so is there anything that you would like to plug on the audio it's always always in the show notes but is there anything you want to say where people can find you um to learn more um, yeah, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. It's been so beautiful to connect with you, and I hope that um, your uh, some of what I said does resonate with your audience. And um, if if it does resonate with you and you would like to connect with me, um, uh, you can uh, find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Clubhouse. It's all at Navi Bliss. And um, I also have a website, which is... Um, NaviBlissCoaching.com. All right, you heard it here. Um, thanks again. This has been another episode of Thanks Divorce, and thank you so much for listening. I will see you again next week. Bye.